fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the program. It is a pre-Friday celebration here on the Voice of Reason, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. What a day it's been, too. I'm exhausted after today. Got to admit, there's a lot of weird politics. This is exactly why people don't like to pay attention to politics and why they tune it out is because of days like today. We'll break it all down. We have a lot of audio clips. I don't know that we'll get to all of them, but we'll try to play as many of them as we can and let you know what the heck's going on in the world right now for this Thursday. Veronica Kirilenko, she's a writer for The New American. I tell you, all the new listeners that are on on some of the new live streaming services that we have with Opsilens and other places, new listeners maybe on the radio, uh, new places around as well. If you're finding the show, first off, welcome aboard. We love having you here. Uh, You're in for a treat. This is really a good week for you to tune in because you're kind of getting a nice feel for what we do here on the show and a lot of our really, really good guests that we've had on many times have been joining this week to kind of talk about some of the topical issues, so it's kind of awesome. And so you picked a good week to tune in and see what the heck this show is actually all about, and uh, we appreciate that very, very much. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, we appreciate you no matter how you may be checking us out on the show today. I got to admit, first off, the most important story of the entire day is it's really cold outside. Now, I'm based out of Wichita, Kansas, right in the dead center of the, uh, center of the country. And uh, for those that may be watching the video feed, I have to apologize first. I never wear such, quote-unquote, relaxed clothing uh, on a video stream like this. Usually I try to dress up at least a little bit more to look a little more professional. Uh, for those that aren't watching and are just listening on the radio, I'm wearing a camo hoodie right now. The reason is it's really cold, not just outside It's cold in the radio studios because the heater isn't working in the radio studios. And I've been freezing all day. Now, this is coming from a guy who uh, likes the cold, enjoys the cold. Because I have been doing some of the, you know, the, 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 if for those that don't know, like Wim Hof breathing, it's a breathing meditation technique that actually boosts your immune system. It allows you to do cold exposure, and the cold exposure is really, really healthy and good for you. And I enjoy that. But for long, prolonged periods of time, I'm not quite ready for that yet. And it's been like in the mid-60s in the studios all day today, so it's been cold. And the only thing I had with me was just a camo hoodie. So I apologize for that one, although I'm sure most people are like, yeah, he's one of us. So I'm not too terribly sad, although I I promise I usually look way more professional than this to to at least get on the video camera and TV outlets in some way, shape, or form. But it's cold today, so I had to wear a hoodie uh, over top of this. That's the most important story of the day is it's cold. Here in Wichita, it's like 10 degrees out today. Tonight is supposed to be like 2 degrees. Again, totally okay with it. I just need a little bit of a source of heat to keep me going and keep uh, keep things rolling. That right there is the most important story that you care about <laughs> all day today. There's a lot going on today. Obviously, today being January 6th, everybody has been talking about the January 6th uh, anniversary, memorial, whatever you want to call it today. It's sad that this is what we focused on. The Democrats obviously really honed in on it because, and it makes sense, the light bulb clicked on today as I was thinking about this. I was researching kind of the show prep for the day, how I wanted to approach this issue. 
because obviously people have been talking about it all day long today, and you're probably tired of it. And I don't want to focus a whole lot of time on it today, but at the same time, it needs to be addressed, and I wanted to approach it in a different light. Those of you that may not usually listen to talk radio, maybe not listen usually to political commentary because you don't like to be involved in politics. Politics frustrates you. I come from a long line of family members that do the same thing. I am the only politically engaged individual in my family because no one else really cares because it angers them. It frustrates them. And when I start to talk about it, they block it. I don't want to hear this. It just makes me angry and I don't want to deal with it. And that's usually my family. They loved me at the family dinners. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But this is exactly why today is exactly the reason why so many people don't want to be involved in politics, don't want to think about politics, don't want to hear about politics, don't want to be involved in politics, why they'd rather sit on the Tweety and talk about Kim Kardashian and whatever the hell Kim Kardashian's doing for the day rather than listen to politics because it's divisive, it's completely blown out of proportion, it's completely over-exaggerated, and it's really, really frustrating. Throughout the day today, I have heard about the January 6th quote-unquote attack on the Capitol, which it's not an attack, and we'll get to that in a second, I've heard it being related to 9-11. I've heard it related to the Civil War and the Confederates and starting a civil war. I've heard it related to fascism and Nazism trying to remove, quote-unquote, democracy and and putting in place uh, one ruler to rule over us as a king or a lord or some kind of fascist dictator that they thought Trump was, which just boggles my mind and it makes me... It makes my heart hurt a little bit, honestly, of how stupid people actually are if you want to look at the definition of fascism and Nazism that really is, you know, the the safety net and the social programs and taking away people's firearms and taking away people's rights and having a centralized government election system and having a centralized uh, uh, education system for the, for the general public. And you want to talk about fascism and Nazism, welcome to the agenda of the Democrat platform. That's really what it is. So it really makes me hurt when they're so delusional that they think Trump Trump was a Nazi and a fascist, but I've heard all of these relations today to what happened on January 6th last year, when January 6th is really an irrelevant, insignificant event. Should it have happened? Absolutely not. Should the people have actually invaded the Capitol like that? Absolutely not. They should not have done so. Was it as big as what they said? No, it absolutely was not either. There were 200,000 people at a rally for Donald Trump that day, and just over 200 people went into the Capitol. Is what many Democrats called the Black Lives Matter and Antifa rallies over the last few years. It was a what they like to call a mostly peaceful protest. <laughs> Which they're not in the private sector, but there's a vast difference here, is there not? And I've been looking at the correlation because it's simple for many, Apparently not simple for some. What happened in January 6th was a bunch of people carrying a bunch of don't tread on me and American flags who were upset because they felt patriotic, they felt extremely emotional, and their emotions got the best of them. Now, we could get into the conspiracy theories of, you know, there were plants in there trying to instigate it, and there were people from the other side trying to make it happen. I don't know any of those details, so as much as I entertain conspiracy theories, I'm not going to promote them on a show unless I have factual evidence for them. They've been talked about. That's not the point I'm trying to make. Overall, there were some extremely emotional individuals at that time that did some irrational things because when emotion takes over, irrationality happens. Should it have happened? Absolutely not. Do they need a slap on the wrist and a misdemeanor or whatever happens for what they did if they caused damage or if they assaulted somebody? Yes, they do. That's the end of it. End of story. Move along. What doesn't happen, however, is that when we see 
Massive violence in the streets in the private sector, burning down private businesses, attacking private business owners in the streets, beating them in the streets to a pulp and letting them bleed to die. We don't see this type of investigation. We don't see this type of uh, concern. We don't see this as a failing of democracy because there's radical mobs that are destroying communities. At least, and I'm not belittling what happened at the Capitol, but at least if something was going to happen, it happened on public property that we pay for with our taxpayer money. There is a little bit of a difference. There is a difference of a crowd holding a don't tread on me flag because they're frustrated about their rights being taken away. And there's a difference between an American flag saying I love my country uh, it, invading a public private pro, or a, a, a public property building like the Capitol as opposed to a private business that's being invaded by people, mobbing them, stealing their TVs because somehow that brings justice to them, and burning an American flag saying they hate America and saying they want socialism and communism to raid through the country. There's a vast ideological difference there, is there not? Now, again, I'm not belittling what happened in the Capitol. And again, I reiterate what happened at the Capitol is absolutely 100% wrong. And I did not like it. But to relate it to the overboard, over-exaggerated crap that we're hearing today brings nothing but more anger, brings nothing but more divisiveness, brings nothing but more hatred in the country when that's what led to what happened on January 6th in the first place was divisiveness, was emotional frustration, was anger, and was hatred. And are we getting any better at fixing that issue when we have the leader of the free world saying that that's what was going on? I don't think so. This was Joe Biden earlier today. Now, I'm not going to play a whole lot of these clips. Number one, because I don't have a lot of time to do it. Number two, because I know you don't want to hear a lot of what he had to say because we don't care about his stupid comments. But here's what he said. Close your eyes. Go back to that day. What do you see? Rioters rampaging, waving for the first time inside this Capitol. Confederate flag that symbolized the cause to destroy America, to rip us apart. Even during the Civil War, that never, ever happened. But it happened here in 2021. How? That doesn't make any sense. Does that? Did, am I the only one here? Does that not make any sense? He's trying to relate it to the Civil War, and just because a Confederate flag, however you feel about the Confederate flag, whether you believe it because of states' rights, whether you believe it because you like the divisiveness, whether you want it because of a new a, a new nation, which is the wrong way to look at that, and uh, we need to be very careful about something of that sort. Uh, how does that make any sense? You had 200 emotional individuals walk onto the Capitol and he's relating that to 600,000 soldiers that died in the Civil War from the mid-1800s trying to start a new nation. This is such hyperbole that it doesn't even make any sense anymore. But that's the leader of the free world. And I realized the light bulb clicked on today as I went through. The reason that they're making such a big deal out of this is two reasons. Number one is the political reason because they want to use it to try and do election voting laws because, well, this insurrection, quote unquote, led to the uh, voting changes, voting law changes in some states to make it more difficult to vote, which is not true. Uh, logically and factually, it's not true. It just verifies who you are to be able to be allowed to vote and actually ensure that your vote is actually you are who you are. Uh, that's all that does. But they're using that to try and push their agenda for the HR3 or whatever the hell the new bill is to try and centralize voting. But number two, I saw the li- the headline today that Trump's approval ratings right now at this moment are larger than Joe Biden's. 
And while he's a year into his administration, he's trying to salvage what left he has of his credibility as a president and a leader of the free world when he has a 43-44% approval rating in the polls. Again, take polls for a grain of salt. And Donald Trump came out today with an approval rating of near 55%. So while they're trying to demonize the guy because they have nothing left in their arson, he's still more popular than the current leader who's trying to handle this horribly, by the way, uh, when it comes to the topical issues of the day. So they can't talk about the topical issues. They have to find a way to demonize the guy and make fun of the guy who's actually leading them in popularity. But Joe Biden continues. And again, by the way, as you listen to this, get away from exactly what they're saying in the content. Listen to how they present this. I know Joe Biden's old and he has a hard time actually presenting anything, but listen to it. You can sense the false rage in here, the false emotion, the strenuous emotion where it's all fake and staged, but you have to sound really, really passionate to try and rile up your base. What did we not see? We didn't see a former president who had just rallied the mob to attack, sitting in the private dining room off the Oval Office in the White House, watching it all on television and doing nothing for hours. As police were not true. lives at risk. The nation's capital under siege. Under siege. Such emotion. Donald Trump did nothing. That's not true. Not much he could have done because the rating started, quote-unquote rating, has started when he was still speaking just a few miles away. And then at the same time, we had individuals that, uh, uh, you know, obviously wouldn't have been able to do anything even after he released his video on social media saying, don't do that, go home because it's not worth it and you're doing something wrong. And, uh, you know, it was already almost over. There was nothing he could have done, but it was under siege. Such false fake emotion and it drives me nuts i hate fakeness the voice of reason with andy hoosier hey it's andy hoosier with the voice of reason fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time the progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom abuse power and trample the constitution each and every day that's why we need the knowledge resources and common sense to push back and we can help with that visit our website at hoosierreason.com there's some really great stuff for you You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Always appreciate it. Look, if there's one thing, I'm not here to try and say what was right or what was wrong. Everybody's got their own opinion on what happened on January 6th. What wisdom I do have for the little bit that I do have, which I have to admit, being a talk show host at the younger age-ish, which I'm, I, I don't feel it anymore. I'm getting older. But uh, it was hard, especially starting off in being a young age in radio because people Andy you don't have any experience you don't have any life experience you can't tell us what you think on politics and how to live our lives and moral issues and current events you haven't experienced anything and as a young talk show you got to work really really hard to try and overcome that but nonetheless we're here and I think we've done well establishing ourselves by proving we kind of know what we're talking about as we go along so the one bit of wisdom I can get is while you're frustrated with the political issues and while there's so much hyperbole and just over exaggerated crap out there rein it in Take what's factual out there and then come to your own conclusion on issues because this stuff, the whole Civil War thing, the whole, you know, it's the 9-11 thing that Kamala Harris tried to relate to is just garbage. It's garbage. It's just factually untrue. By the way, you know, this is the same person, Kamala Harris, that uh, was raising funds for Black Lives Matter and Antifa people who were burning people in the streets and we're beating them in the middle of the streets and letting them die and we're breaking into stores for justice and stealing you know plasma tvs just because they could for some reason that somehow brings justice in some way shape or form uh she was the one that was raising funds to get them out of jail so while she's up there trying to talk about how evil these people are that was at the capitol last year she was the one that was raising funds to get others out of prison that actually were doing terrorist activity on the private sector in communities all over the nation and yet again just her False rage, her false, again, all those classes, and I laugh at this because if you remember, there was a headline back during the Clinton campaign against Donald Trump in 2015 about her taking classes on how to relate to her constituents with it failed miserably. And obviously all the Democrats didn't take that class because they all fail, fail miserably at being relatable to the general public and to the common folk. You and I just working every day trying to go home and take, you know, make sure we can take care of our family. They, they relate horribly. And when they try to, they try really hard, and it doesn't turn out well for them because they have that false sense, and you can just, you can sense it. Kamala Harris was terrible, regardless of what she said. What the extremists who roamed these halls targeted was not only the lives of elected leaders. What they sought to degrade and destroy was not only a building hallowed as it is what they were okay hold on real second can you hear she has no clue what she's talking about she's just reading a teleprompter the drawn out space between what she's saying is so evident that she's not even like in the moment she's just reading the teleprompter it's pathetic and it's so obvious that it's really really sad she can't say anything 
off the tip of her tongue and just right off the top of her head. She can't talk about the true emotion. She just has to whatever the waiting for the teleprompter to come up, whatever the teleprompter says. Good golly. People uh, now I get it why she had a two to three percent approval rating within her own party when she tried to run for president, but there's that. For assaulting were the institutions, the values, the ideals that generations of Americans have marched, picketed, and shed blood to establish and defend. Yeah, so we worked so hard to create this nation, which we did. And to her, oh, we all just stomped it down on January 6th. But again, should we have done it? No. There was way worse things that happened in 2020 and beyond in 2019. Uh, there were way worse things that happened all over the nation, and you didn't do a damn thing to stop it. In fact, you aided it, you abetted it, you supported it, and you tried to get those people that did that stuff out of prison. And all of a sudden, that's a really, really bad thing that happened there. Uh, a little bit of uh, false rage there, huh? A little bit of selective rage going on on the Democrat side, but it's for the political agenda. It's trying to get the voting issue. It's trying to get people riled up again. And while they try and claim unity, they're creating more hatred and division in this nation than ever before. And it's really pathetic. Veronica Kirilenko, the new American, writer for the new American, when we come back here on The Voice Reason for a pre-Friday celebration. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hold on here. Hold on. Programming. I love when people try to call me during a radio show. I'm on the radio. <laughs> Not going to get me. Sorry. Leave a message. We'll get back to you. By the way, I did make a uh, comment earlier in the program that if you are watching live streaming, again, welcome to our new family with Opsilens, Opsilens.com. You can download the Opsilens app all over the country. And then, of course, all our other listeners that have listened for our live stream for a long time. And, of course, radio and TV affiliates as well. To leave a comment, you can email me, network at gmail.com, or leave a comment on the live streams on where you're listening from, on what kind of reach we're getting, where we're broadcasting. It's awesome. We're getting, I mean, I mean everywhere, everywhere. Northern California, Oklahoma, New Mexico, Wyoming, Northern Arizona, Florida, Central Wisconsin. Wisconsin, be careful. You ready for some more protesting up there? If they burn down your cities, then they're just trying to express their uh, frustrations with society. If you protest at the Capitol, then you're an insurrectionist. Which, by the way, I'd like to remind you legally that nobody 
from January 6th of last year. Again, however wrong it was, because it was wrong to do, none of them have been charged with terrorism. None of them had been charged with insurrection. None of them. They've been charged with misdemeanors, which is about what they needed to have been charged with because it was an emotional uh, irresponsibility. A slap on the wrist. What are you doing? Should have thought that through a little bit more. Don't do that. And uh, you can go however deep you want to with that beyond. But that's about the furthest that it needed to go. That is much more different than burning down someone's car dealership, breaking in, stealing a TV, and then beating the business owner to a pulp and letting them die in the street and bleed out. A little bit different scenario there. Just throwing that out there. But none of the protesters, the mostly peaceful protests that happened this time last year, none of them have been charged with terrorism or treason or insurrectionism in any way, shape, or form. So to call it an insurrection is a blatant factual lie, uh, which the president and the mainstream media and all the Democrats have been saying. At the same time, Ted Cruz didn't do himself any favors either when he uh, said that they were terrorists as well. It is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the yeah, uh, he's. I think he's, he's trying to clarify that statement. We'll do that here in a little bit and talk about that a little bit more about Ted Cruz. But uh, I have to disagree with that one. And you need to watch your wording on how you actually say these sorts of things, Ted Cruz, because that is, again, factually untrue, or else we'd be charging people with terrorism for doing what they did on January 6th of last year. Let's get into what's trending and shift gears a little bit. What do you say? What's trending today? And again, I want to welcome a lot of the new listeners that may be listening. You are in for a treat for this whole week that we've had because we've had a lot of our great uh, somewhat semi-regulars on this show to talk about a lot of the current events. And our next guest is one of those who we love having on the show because she gets so deep into these issues that it's awesome. You know what journalism is supposed to do? What people actually investigators are supposed to do is getting deep in and understand the actual issues and bring facts, and then you can come to your own conclusion. She is a contributor to the New American Magazine. You can find her uh, and find her writings at thenewamerican.com. Super excited to have back on the program with us here, Veronica Kirilenko. Veronica, how are you, my friend? Hi, hi, Angie. Thank you very much for such a wonderful endorsement. I appreciate it. Oh, it well, is so flattering to hear. Well, I, I love your work, and I love what you've done, and I love having you on the show. And it, it's always been great to talk to you with everything that you've done because you've focused a lot of attention on this COVID stuff. And people are, I know, shaking their head, oh, we're getting back to COVID. But it's not stopping, and it's frustrating. And it's not only is it not stopping, it's getting worse because there is so much inaccurate, unfactual information out there now that if you spread anything, then people are just losing their minds and coming after you on social media, calling you an angry person or whatever they do. But uh, it's getting worse out there, isn't it? Oh, yes, it's getting worse. And uh, who's getting targeted right now are actually people who are supposed to be the gatekeepers of sanity. And uh, for some reasonable uh, scientific practices, namely the doctors who actually practice medicine, and now are they are being silenced, and I'm not talking just only about you know people pe- people who are so uh, very well known, such as Dr. Robert Malone. Uh, I know you posted his uh, recent interview with uh, Joe Rogan on on your uh, Facebook profile, and yeah. it's great that that you and so many other people are sharing, and you, you see the reaction on social media, and you see how Gator is now growing. I mean, the people's frustration with this kind of uh, coercion and um, and censorship is, is palpable, honestly. And um, you know, I'm expecting big changes this midterm because people are not just getting angry on one side against the unvaccinated and people who try to speak sense like you and me and so many others. 
But on the other side, too, I mean, we are getting frustrated with that because this is such a pure tyranny that it cannot be, uh, it, it just just cannot be um, uh, tolerated, honestly. Yeah, it really is. And you're right. I mean, now, outlets like mine, I mean, obviously, I'm a talk show host. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert. I'm not a scientist. I don't study that. I don't have a degree in it. Although we get doctors and experts and people on like yourself and actual doctors and people who have gotten certifications in these things on to talk about these issues, I am not of those things. I find the information and then I report it and I talk about it and I give my opinion on it. So there is an out and I I guess an out when people say, oh, I'm not going to listen to that show for this information because he's not that scientist or expert. Therefore, he doesn't know what he's talking about. They have that out. And they can censor me for that, I guess. But when you actually start censoring the doctors that do specialize in these issues and you start banning those that do actually have certifications and actually were involved in these things and say, wait a second, what you're spreading isn't true. That's where we should be really concerned that, hey, people that actually have a different opinion that are just as qualified, if not more qualified, are not allowed to have a voice in the situation. Well, yes, and this is true not only for the social social media life. Uh, what I wanted to, uh, to to tell you is, you know, that at least 12 state medical boards have taken some kind of action against physicians who dare question the vaccine safety and efficacy or mask efficacy or, you know, anything that uh, concerns official COVID dogma. Um, they are voking medical licenses of the doctors who, for example, warn their patients against the vaccine side effects or doc- doctors who say that uh, there are effective early treatments against COVID, which is not a deadly disease. Again, you cannot say that if you're a doctor. Um, and um, this is truly horrifying if you think about it, because this is a very dangerous uh, trend. And uh, why, why is that? It's because, like I said, doctors are should be doing medicine. And yeah. if there is a dogma in medicine, it becomes terrible. And especially if the dogma is dictated by some political motives, like in our case, for example. Because you know how the Holocaust and, you know, everything that happened in Germany in 1930s started? It started uh, with the medical establishment, uh, you know, colliding with the political establishment, and every step of the murderous process was endorsed by the academic, professional medical establishment. They could say who could live and who could die, and what kind of medical experiments uh, you you could do with people who were, you know, considered not worth living, such as. Yeah. Jewish people, gypsies, Slavics, etc., etc. So medical doctors and prestigious medical societies and institutions lands the veneer of legitimacy uh, to infanticize mass murder of civilians. And this is why it is so important to stop this kind of practice. Yeah, it's unfortunate. When they say trust the science, I mean, science comes out with a number, a result based on what you put into the calculation, based on how you do the test, based on how you do the experiment, based on how you have your hypothesis. And then it comes out with a certain result, and then you can interpret the result in many different ways. So saying, quote unquote, I trust the science is a very vague and stupid thing, and people don't understand, obviously, how science actually works. Uh, Medicine obviously works the same way in some degree. 
Is this a new thing or is this just more exasperated now because of the pandemic for and the opportunity for political gain of medical boards disciplining doctors, of a censorship of one side of a medical opinion versus another medical opinion? Is this new because of COVID or is this just exacerbated now because of COVID? Um, I, I think I think COVID really, uh, really, you know, brought this issue. I have, I honestly, I haven't, um, I haven't followed the issue until until recently, yeah. until it was really widely uh, pu- publicized. Well, uh, widely publicized that is in the alternative media because you will never find this kind of stories in the mainstream <laughs> media. But. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely reasonable doctors with, uh, you know, the practices they really invested into their talents, their time, uh, you know, who earned medical uh, degree, who, who, who are, I mean, just, just regular, regular doctors. And it's, it's a very, actually, if you think about it, very respectable and prestigious profession. And uh, it requires lots of um, lots of, I, I, I don't know, dedication, I'd say. Uh, so, so these these doctors, for example, it was such such, such an interesting uh, example. Uh, doctor, um, uh, his name was Stephen uh, Tulip. Uh, he 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 lives and practices in Oregon. So uh, he said, uh, so why he, he his license was revoked because he did not wear a mask when treating patients at the clinic between March twenty uh, twentieth and December twenty twentieth. Wow. And so. Uh, Couple of couple of uh, their clients, his, his uh, patients complained on that. So the board started to look into that, and they found that the doctor actually did not believe in masks, and uh, for a good reason, because if you compare uh, the COVID rates in places where uh, people regularly wore masks, did not uh, did not differ much from the places where people didn't. So th- there there is there there is not not an established science behind the mask wearing. Right. And you know there there are so so many so so many uh, reasons to doubt their uh, efficacy, uh, but but still he cannot practice the me- medicine in Oregon anymore. Yeah, and, and so yeah, yeah it's, it's the yeah it's, it's the politics it's and the abuse. You you can't have your own opinion. You can't practice in your own unique way. It used to be that doctors would find their own unique niche uh, to be able to treat patients to do their thing, and you're not apparently allowed to do that. we got to take a break here. It's Veronica Kirilenko, writer for The New American, thenewamerican.com. You can go and check your writings out. When we come back, I want to talk about this vaccine mandate sitting in the U.S. Supreme Court. I want to see uh, kind of what you think about it and whether it's going to uh, fall or be upheld tomorrow when the U.S. Supreme Court supposedly is going to come out with their decision on that one and how we move forward with this crazy pandemic and the censorship. Lots more coming up on The Voice Reason. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. All your favorite places. There's really no reason why you can't find us. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Broadcasting right into your brainwaves. I like that line. There we go. We may have to make that one part of the show. Broadcasting directly into your brainwaves. It's The Voice of Reason. Your political therapist. One of these days I'm going to come in with my corn cob pipe. <laughs> I'm going to have it lit here and just open up the phone lines for people to vent about their political issues, and I will therapy you, my friends, and make you feel all better and warm and cozy inside moving forward. So there we there we are. Welcome back into the program. We've got a few minutes left here with uh, Veronica Kirilenko. She is a writer for The New American, uh, thenewamerican.com. As we talk about some of the COVID stuff, we'll get back to uh, some of the January 6th stuff in a little bit as well if we have time. If not, there is an issue I want to talk about tomorrow uh, that came up today. As well, but Veronica, tomorrow uh, supposedly the U.S. Supreme Court is going to be making a decision on this uh, vaccine mandate from the federal level and from OSHA that uh, they have the right or do not have the right to impose upon every private business with over 100 employees uh, to mandate the vaccine, or we will fine you and charge you. And uh, if we have this executive power, from what you've seen, from the research that you've done, and just from your own personal opinion, do, how do you think? I know that we think they don't have the right, but do you think the Supreme Court's come to come to that conclusion by tomorrow or not? Uh, Andy, I, I wanna I wanna be hopeful that the reason would prevail prevail in the Supreme Court, but uh, given the given their a couple of last uh, decisions on uh, COVID issues, such as uh, you know, for example, that uh, in the December they um, shut down the um, uh, the case. Uh, that uh, was uh, filed by the New York uh, healthcare workers who were not allowed uh, to speak for the religious exemption yeah. uh, from COVID vaccination. And Supreme Court, they just, uh, you know, bounced back that, that case back, back to the lower court. And, you know, just to ju- ju- uh, Justice Alito uh, wrote a dissenting opinion saying that it's absolutely monstrous, it's unconstitutional, and, and it's terrible. But the majority of the judges said that it was fine for New York to, to, deny, um, to, to deny healthcare workers uh, that, that right. Uh, 
And, you know, many of them are religious people and they do not want to take the vaccine because it was developed with the aborted fetus cells. And still, the Supreme Court, <laughs> along with a couple of conservative judges, said that it was okay. So I, I'm really I'm really not sure how they will rule tomorrow. Hmm. But uh, obviously, in, in, in the case with OSHA, it's 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 it, well. It's obvious for me and many. <laughs> I'm not a legal expert, like you said. I'm a journalist, and I I I know how to look for information and how to aggregate it and make it readable. Sure. Uh, OSHA had did not have the power to issue something as as profound and as sweeping as a vaccine mandate that covers so many people. It's two thirds of the whole American workforce. Uh, to mandate them to take this th- this vaccine, it's it just simply not in their power. And decision of this scope can only be made by the U.S. Congress, and the Congress could possibly delegate this power to OSHA uh, to issue something uh, uh, to issue a decision like that. But it never did. Congress never authorized OSHA to to do that. And then you know that. Um, OSHA had to uh, to exercise the emergency power. OSHA had to determine that employees are exposed to grave danger from exposure to substances or agents determined to be top, toxic or physically harmful or from new hazards, uh, and that the, those emergency standards is necessary to, to protect employees from such danger. So there are so many questions about that. Uh, is, is, is COVID really such a great danger that every single person, regardless of their health, uh, health conditions and their age, et cetera, need to take that? Right. We know that vaccines are not as effective and protective ones from COVID. So is it really necessary? Or maybe there are, you know, there are other options. Uh, for 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 the for the companies to to seek to, to, to protect them from from COVID. Sure. And that, and that uh, really so brings I'm really up the sure new question. that they will consider all of that. Yeah, well, and that brings up the next question, too, is now that we see that Omicron variant is really making up 95% of all the cases right now, uh, and Omicron is really nothing more than like a cold and a sniffle sort of thing, and only one person has died who had massive medical issues, then is it really necessary to implement this stuff now? But that explains, too, why we're seeing massive amounts of cases being reported and the fear tactics continue. It's Veronica Kirilenko. We're out of time, my friend. Happy New Year to you. I'm so glad we got you on the show. we got to do it again here real soon. Thank you, Andy. You too. Happy New Year to you and your listeners. Hey, thank you. Always appreciate it. We'll get you back on here again real soon. That is it for us today. Lots more to get to tomorrow. Until then, be your own voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice of Reason. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.